1: To get started, visit plushcare.com/slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we get into this week's episode, we want to tell you about a podcast we've been loving. Mental, the podcast to destigmatize mental health, was created by Bobby Temps to break down mental health stigma and discrimination. It's a space for honest and insightful interviews in the hope listeners will feel more empowered to continue the conversation and work on their own mental health. You can start with any topic that interests you or try episode 177 on anxiety and depression with comedian Felicity Ward. It's been their most popular interview to date. You can find the show by searching Mental on your favorite podcast
0: app or go to mentalpodcast.co.uk. Nicole, I'm so tired. What time did you go to bed last night? About 1 a.m. I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race UK, living my best drag queen life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, all that's about to change, Lauren, as this week we are tackling sleep hygiene. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon, and this is Self Care Club Wellness
0: Road Tested. <laughs> People have always struggled with sleep, and the last year in particular hasn't helped. Nearly 40% of people have reported that they have had sleeping problems during the pandemic, but we all have evenings where we find it hard to fall asleep or find ourselves waking up in the night. How we sleep and how much sleep we need is different for all of us, and it changes as we get older. Sleep problems usually sort themselves out within about a month, but longer stretches of bad sleep, if you're experiencing insomnia, can last for months or even years and can start to affect our lives. All of this can usually be improved if you change your sleeping habits. There is an enormous body of information out there. We could literally do a month's worth of podcasting with all the sleep advice that's been gathered just in the last decade in the wake of all the new scientific research. So what we wanted to focus in on this week was sleep hygiene, taking all the information and filtering it down into easy steps to give you and us the very best tips for a restful night's sleep.
1: When my mum asked what we were doing this week, and I said we're doing sleep hygiene. She just looked very confused. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, hopefully she won't be once she hears the show.
1: So, if you are confused as you're listening now, don't worry. It will all unfold, I promise. So, what are some signs that you may be struggling with your sleep? Let's start there. You could be finding it difficult to fall asleep. You might lie awake for long periods at night. You might wake up several times during the night or wake up early and be unable to get back to sleep. You might feel down or have lower moods, um, have difficulty concentrating, be more irritable than usual, or feel like you have not slept well when you wake up in the morning. There are many reasons why you might not be able to sleep well and some people are naturally lighter sleepers or take longer to drop off while some life circumstances might make it more likely for your sleep to be interrupted like stressful events or having a new baby. What are the downsides Lauren of not getting enough sleep?
0: Well, if you don't have enough hours in the
1: night, the mind and body can't properly
0: recharge. That can have a lot of negative effects on your health. Insufficient sleep affects your thinking, your memory, your decision making. Sleep deprivation also raises the risk of daytime sleepiness, which can harm your productivity and your achievements. A lack of sleep is tied to irritability, other difficulties regulating your emotions, and it's also been connected to mental health disorders such as depression and anxiety. It also worsens your physical health, making you more susceptible to cardiovascular problems. It reduces your sex hormone production. It gives you an increased risk of dementia and metabolic disorders like diabetes. It's also bad for your weight. In addition, and especially concerning in light of COVID, insufficient sleep can erode your immune function and reduce the effectiveness of vaccines. Jesus. If you've got ongoing sleep loss, the consequences can build over time, contributing to significant long-term health problems and symptoms of chronic sleep deprivation can include impulsiveness, trouble listening to others and being prone to paranoid tendencies. But how
1: much sleep do we actually need? Well, we know that most adults need between seven and nine hours a night. And judging from the number of articles published on this topic, we are endlessly fascinated by the sleep habits of the rich and successful. They seem to imply that we would be more productive if only we synchronized our body clocks to those of Marissa Meyer, CEO of Yahoo, who's on four hours sleep, Richard Branson, or the CEO of Pepsi, both said to get around five hours a night. Margaret Thatcher famously only slept for four hours a night. And Donald Trump, who said in his autobiography that he only sleeps between 1am and 5am, don't sleep any more than you have to. No matter how brilliant you are, there's not enough time in the day, he wrote. On the campaign trail, he has claimed to have slept even less, sometimes just one hour a night. And lots of people have put down... The way that he behaved and the things that he said
0: due to the fact that he had chronic sleep deprivation it's been quite interesting
1: i would imagine the president of the united states probably does have insomnia and when i read michelle obama's book yeah and she was in the talk describing being in the white house i did think when does obama sleep yeah when do they sleep i don't think they get a lot I don't think it's a good job for sleep hygiene, do you? It's
0: not, but it's also worrying because these are people making really, really big and important life changing decisions. Yes. Who are doing them while sleep deprived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> But one super successful CEO has turned the idea of sleeping less for success totally on its head. Ariana Huffington is best known as the co-founder and former editor-in-chief of the Huffington Post. But these days, she's increasingly recognized for being a sleep evangelist. Mm. She was surviving on just three or four hours sleep a night, which is fairly standard for lots of CEOs. She found decision making was more difficult and says that she was also more irritable, more reactive, less present and absolutely less joyful in my life. Then in 2007, she collapsed in her office, broke her cheekbone and woke up in a pool of her own blood. Her doctors told her she was exhausted, not so much a wake up call as one that told her to get more sleep. Wow. This experience led Huffington to completely change her own habits and advocate for others to do the same.
1: Can I just interject there? How Hmm. ridiculous... A culture and society we live in that she has to smash her face, break her cheekbone for, for her to then realize that she's not getting enough sleep, which is a basic, basic need. Yep. I mean, what is going
0: on? But it worked because since then she has become a champion for slumber. (laughs) She wrote the best-selling book, The Sleep Revolution, in which she discusses the importance of good sleep in the definition of a successful life. Her obsession with sleep has led her to develop strict evening routine, and she now
1: treats her nightly habit as a sacrosanct ritual. Good for her. She says, I started setting ground rules such as turning off my devices, says Huffington, on how she turned around her sleep habits, creating a transition ritual to sleep is absolutely key. She starts off by escorting her electronic devices out of her room, followed by a hot bath with Epsom salts. She then changes into clothes that are specifically designed for sleep. I don't know what that means. Um, Pajamas? Pajamas? Very funny way of putting it, but isn't it? It really is. Sometimes she drinks chamomile or lavender tea and she writes down the things that she's grateful for that day and reads only physical books in bed that have nothing to do with work. Huffington doesn't set an alarm and wakes up naturally after about eight hours of sleep. Now that would stress me out, not putting on the alarm. Yeah. I, but, I don't think I'd, um... that would that would interrupt my sleep.
0: But you're quite an early riser. So I think you would wake naturally anyway. Well, I do
1: wake naturally before my alarm most days. Mm, You see? Your body clock's set. But I still like to know that the alarm is there to save me if I need it. Yeah. Yeah. But what did she notice about herself when she got more sleep well she says I'm much more present in my life I'm much more joyful I am without question a better leader because I can look ahead with more clarity I think the biggest growth of the Huffington Post happened after I slept more isn't that amazing that is Mm -hmm. just amazing I think it's a delusion that in order to succeed as an entrepreneur you need to burn out and I think that is so powerful that's what you just said Yeah, the need for eight hours sleep, evolutionary, it's not negotiable. If we ignore that need, we pay a huge price in every aspect of our health and cognitive performance. Once we get all the sleep we need, everything else is better. Huffington told CNBC in a recent interview, we are better at our jobs, at building a business, our health is better, and our happiness is better. Jay Shetty, the former monk, author and coach, agrees. Sleep influences
0: every aspect of our lives, he says. When quality of sleep improves, quality of life improves. It's no wonder we spend nearly a third of our lives asleep. The benefits of sleep are immeasurable. Whether we realize it or not, sleep is the body getting work done done. Countless reparative transactions take place during sleep. Here are just a few of the benefits. Your energy and your health is restored. Your brain flushes out the harmful toxins, your metabolism and your hormones regulate, your muscles and organs repair and recover, and information is stored to create memories. Much like our physical bodies, our souls require rest, oh, says that's Shetty. lovely.
1: I love Joe Shetty.
0: When we treat sleep as spiritual nourishment, the act of sleeping becomes an event of total rejuvenation. In fact, it is considered
1: the most important of the five pillars of health. I've listened to quite a lot of podcasts on this actually, and it always comes back to sleep being the most important of the five pillars. So I'm glad that that is here. Mm. And for people that don't know, the five pillars are sleep, hydration, nutrition, movement and exercise and mindfulness and you can have four of those in place but if you are getting a bad night's sleep you are just not going to function properly yeah so it is the most important should we have a chat about the things that most of us are doing wrong which are which can be a bit of a hindrance to a good night's sleep yes let's do that well the biggest one is light Light suppresses the production of melatonin, which signals us to sleep. So we should take steps even before we get into bed to turn down the lights and make our bedroom a calming, quiet, dark space that will coax us towards sleep. The National Sleep Foundation advises using low wattage incandescent bulbs in your bedroom. If your bathroom light is very bright, use the hallway or bedroom light instead when you're getting ready for bed. Also, turn the lights down during the late evening and try not to expose yourself to bright light from the TV or a Kindle when it's when it's getting late. Science has also now shown us that the worst sort of light is blue light given off by our electronic devices. It always comes back to that, doesn't it? Always Staring at a blue light radiating device before you go to bed can serve as an alert stimulus that will frustrate your body's ability to go to sleep later. When you turn it off, it doesn't mean that instantly the alerting effects go away there's an underlying biology that's stimulated the light beams tell your brain don't secrete melatonin it's not time to sleep our relationship with our devices is intense we just can't get enough of each other and we're not comfortable being apart a study in 2015 survey showed that 71 percent of americans sleep with or next to their smartphones isn't that horrendous of- yeah but i'm not remotely surprised i actually think that's lower than i thought do you sleep next to your smartphone? Only when I'm on call. Because I have to. Where is it otherwise? Where is it otherwise? Uh,
0: Somewhere in my bedroom, like the right, the other side of the room or
1: somewhere. So do you have an alarm clock? Yes. Well, I sleep next to mine and so does Adam. We should think Mm -hmm. of light, especially blue light as an anti-sleeping drug. Or a stimulant. The solution is to remove our phones out of our bedroom at least 30 minutes before we fall asleep. The other thing
0: we need to think about is temperature. The ideal sleeping temperature is around 65 degrees, and sleep is actually disrupted when your temperature rises above 75 or falls below 54. Even a small drop in body temperature can prompt sleep signals to our brains. So, having a cool bedroom environment is key to getting a good night's sleep. So, turn the heating down or turn it off completely and crack open. A window. Um, also, food and drink. So, in this, it's more a matter of what to avoid than what to take in. Hence the saying, and you're going to go, I've never heard of this saying because you always say that eat right, sleep tight, <laughs> eat wrong, up all night
1: long. No.
0: I love <laughs> that.
1: I've never heard of that saying. Perhaps no, I I you haven't. Uh, okay. I haven't, but that makes more sense than the other one up the hills of Bedfordshire or whatever it was you said. What did you say? Uh, up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire. <laughs> yeah, well, I, that. This one I can get on board with. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Come on, so what are we supposed to be eating and not eating? I want to know if I'm doing this right. The obvious way to a healthy sleep diet is
0: to stop flitting between caffeine and sugar all day. So what happens is we just end up tired but wired. And another very common myth is a nightcap helps you to get to sleep. So you know in all those films and maybe in real life, having a little brandy before bed. But what actually happens in the body afterwards is not helpful. So the alcohol does act initially as a sedative, but later in the night it changes allegiances and it acts as a sleep disruptor. So alcohol yep. isn't a very good sleep aid. You may think it is, but actually the quality of your sleep is is altered and disrupted by drinking. Oh, are
1: you devastated by that piece of information? Quite devastated, yes. <laughs> I knew that. Not to sound smug, but I did know that. Because every time I drink, I can't sleep properly. Hmm. Anyway, the truth is that there is actually no magic wand that's going to do the trick for everybody. People's reasons for not getting enough sleep are deeply personal and specific to their lives and circumstances. But for those looking to improve their sleep, it makes sense to begin with some of the scientifically proven general principles for good sleep habits. Though there's a wide range of causes and types of sleeping problems, Expert consensus points to a handful of concrete steps that promote more restful sleep and fundamental tips for getting better rest. For many people, trying to implement all these strategies can be quite overwhelming to start. But remember that it's not all or nothing. You can start with small changes and work your way up towards healthier sleep habits, also known as Sleep hygiene. That's for my mum, Benita. That is what sleep hygiene is. <laughs> so to make these sleep hygiene improvements more approachable, we've broken them into four categories, which we have used for our practice this week. Number one, implement pro sleep habits during the day. We're going to go into how we did this. Number two, optimize your sleep schedule. Number three, create a sleep inducing bedroom. And number four, create a pre bedtime routine right so should we go
0: through each one and break it down yeah let's do it if you feel this applies to you and your life then please take some of these tips and run with them so the first one
1: is implementing pro if you don't like running or jog
0: or (laughs) Or skip bounce or
1: bounce (laughs) or do like a froggy
0: dance whatever you cartwheel or like an improvised (laughs) an improvised free dance (laughs) You could, we don't mind. Just take, take the tips and use them. Here's how to implement pro sleep habits during the day. Setting the table for a high quality sleep is an all day affair.
1: I mean, it's just, just, well, it's just annoying, isn't it? It's like, oh, now my whole day's got to, Base around. It's so simple. at night.
0: This is so simple. Get some daylight. Oh, that's that's number one. Okay, get daylight. Two, exercise, but don't do that at bedtime. I mean, that's fairly obvious, right? Well, I, I, yeah, yeah. Avoid alcohol last thing at night. We've already said that, and also don't eat your dinner too late. Now, this is one that I think a lot of people may not realise. Don't drink caffeine after two pm. So. You've got to get rid of that four o'clock, six o'clock, ten o'clock at night cup of coffee,
1: and have your last one at lunchtime. Who would have coffee at ten o'clock? You know, when in the world when we used to go to restaurants? Yes, obviously that doesn't exist anymore. Yes. My husband, at the end of a meal, we'd be with friends and he would yes. always order a double espresso at the end of the meal. And Yeah, always... I do the same. I do the same. Well, it's annoying because then he's up all night and then that disturbs my sleep. So I remember once when he mm. ordered a double espresso and I sort of had a real go at him because it had been irking me and I hadn't said anything. I'm like, can you not order a, can you just make it decaf? I said to the waiter and he looked at me, he was so annoyed with me because obviously it's quite embarrassing. I'm like, but you're up all night and therefore I'm up. I'm like, why would you do that? Why? The thing is I'm I'm
0: not up all night. I have the coffee, I go home, go straight to bed. I know that sounds but it can't Bizarre. aid you. It can't it doesn't aid you. me, but it also doesn't prevent me. Anyway, uh, reserve your bed for sleep and sex only. Do not hang out there. Do not make it like your fun living room space. And also be careful with naps. If you are a person who likes a daytime nap. I love a nap. Okay. It just doesn't even like, would never even occur to me since I was maybe 18 months old. Um, keep your nap to 20 minute maximum. N-
1: never, ever, ever. When I say I have a nap, I will lie down on the couch and have a power nap 15 minutes and it really sets me off. I love it. Never, never. But anyway, if you're going to do that 20 minutes
0: maximum. So So that's for pro sleep habits during the
1: day. So here's how to optimize your sleep schedule. Number one, have a fixed waking time.
0: I don't like that because it has to be fixed, including the weekends and who wants to get up at quarter to seven on a Sunday, but they do say that is the best thing is to wake up at the same time every single day.
1: I don't like any of it to be honest, but I do. I'd never sleep in on a Sunday. I know you don't I know because it doesn't work for me. I feel really rubbish. If I slept in till 10 o'clock, it would ruin me for the day. Mm. Number two, budget your sleep time by working backwards from your wake up time to make sure you get enough hours of sleep, ideally seven to nine hours. And number Mm -hmm. three, adjust your schedule gradually. When you need to change your sleep schedule, it's best to make adjustments little by little. And over time, with a maximum difference of one to two hours per night, this all sounds so complicated. Allow your body to eh? get used to the changes it is. Well,
0: I've had to do that this week, obviously, because we went back to school. So I was shifting my whole body clock by about two hours. Um, did you do so it gradually? I actually did because we were doing this week of sleep. And also I knew that come Monday morning, I would have to be up at quarter to seven for the first time in like, what, a year? Um, so I knew that would be a bit of a shock if I didn't ease myself into it. And that's what I did.
1: Because it's good that you had it this I'm week scared. then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it you was are. a good week. Good you week. Are. You really do play by the rules, don't you? I
0: really do, Nicole. I'm such a good girl. Let's do the third one which is creating a sleep-inducing bedroom. So the first thing is to make sure I mean this is, you know, basic stuff. Make sure that your mattress, your pillows, your bed linen and your covers are comfortable. Is it time to get a new mattress? Are your pillows lumpy? Sort that shit out. <laughs>
1: Keep it dark. You should write that on a t-shirt. I might. <laughs> sort Keep that it shit dark.
0: out. Get blackout curtains or as Nicole does use an eye mask. I've I've
1: never used an eye mask. Well, I blame my husband, but I'll get onto that later. <laughs> Make sure
0: that your bedroom is peaceful and quiet.
1: Use earplugs. Make sure it's cool enough.
0: We already talked about temperature. And have a nice aroma going on in your bedroom, <laughs> like lavender. You know why you I'm laughing? laughing? <laughs> because, why? <laughs> because I sleep with a 12-year-old 21-kilogram <laughs> spaniel, so often the <laughs> smell in my bed is farts, dog farts.
1: Um, even though I do have an oil. Maybe diffuser. feed him some maybe feed him some <laughs> lavender pills and you'll be laughing. And he could just diffuse it throughout the night, couldn't he, good old bargain? <laughs> Tell me about creating a bedtime a pre-bedtime routine. Okay, so wind down for at least 30 minutes before you go to bed. Quiet reading, low impact stretching. You can listen to some soothing music, have a warm bath or a shower wear comfortable nightwear you can lower the lights to avoid bright light and probably the most important one is disconnect from your devices for at least 30 minutes before bed and preferably remove them from the room completely yeah so what if you can't fall asleep or you wake up Well, you could try some relaxation techniques. Don't focus on trying to fall asleep. Instead, focus on just trying to relax. You can try controlled breathing, mindfulness, meditation, progressive muscle relaxation. I don't know what that is. What is that?
0: It's like when you tense your forehead, relax your forehead, tense your cheeks, relax your cheeks. You just
1: tense and relax the muscles all the way down to your toes. Okay. And don't stew in bed. You want to avoid a connection. So it makes beef stew in your bed. (laughs) I literally just had my La Cruz dish in my mind. In your mind. Anyway, you want to avoid a connection in your mind between your bed and frustration from sleeplessness. Well, that makes sense. If you spent around 20 minutes in bed without being able to fall asleep, get out of bed and do something relaxing in a low light. Avoid checking the time during this time and try to get your mind off sleep for at least a few minutes before it returns to bed. That is so difficult, though when it's three o'clock in the morning and you know, you've got such a busy day the next day and it's it's very hard. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, very. And you can always keep a sleep diary as well. A daily sleep journal can really help you keep track of how well you're sleeping and identify factors that might be helping or hurting your sleep. So as with anything that we discuss here at Self-Care Club related to your health,
0: your doctor is the person in the best position to offer detailed advice for people with serious difficulties sleeping. And not us. Definitely not us. Talk with your doctor if you find that your sleep problems are worsening or they're persisting over the long term or if they're affecting your health and safety or if they occur alongside any other unexplained health problems the doctor can review your sleep habits determine if you may be affected by a sleep disorder and create a plan with you to help you get better rest
1: yeah Yep. Um, And I really do encourage people to do that. That do struggle with their sleep because as we mentioned before, it is the most important part of your wellness. Yes, very much so. Let's have a chat about how our own sleep habits are and routines and how we sleep and Mm. all of that. Where Mm. are you on it? Where do you, are you a good sleeper, bad sleeper?
0: I mean, I
1: sleep like the
0: dead my parents told me that they have seen me asleep upright on a trolley in heathrow airport (laughs) no
1: is that a true true story
0: true story i have slept in upright on plastic chairs in nhs labor wards i have slept on the floor i have slept in a bath i have fallen asleep you don't want to sleep in a bath. disclaimer can we just put that out there don't fall asleep in a bath no sorry this was an empty bath in an ensuite (laughs) in a labor ward in a hospital Okay, done that. Okay, not, okay. Not, okay, right. Okay, um, I have fallen asleep on a boat that was in the middle of a storm. Ollie went up to the top deck to vomit, and I fell asleep. So I can
1: sleep anywhere, any table, any chair. Yeah, like the, like the cat. How's how's your sleep? I can't sleep in any chair, but if I lay down at any point during the day, I could fall asleep. Not, and I'm Mm. not a tired person, am I? Generally, you don't often hear me say I'm tired. So I'm pretty energized throughout the day, but if I shut my eyes, I could fall asleep within five minutes and it's the same. And I have, I do not struggle with my sleep. I feel so grateful that I have good sleep and that's more luck than judgment because I don't really implement that much. The Mm. only time that I had insomnia was when I was um had a lot of anxiety and I was quite depressed and low yeah, which I talked about fairly, here fairly about normal four or five years ago and yeah and I would sleep a lot during the day and then when it came tonight I just couldn't fall mm. asleep or I would wake up early so that's yeah. my sleep I, I'm lucky yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, I've, I can honestly say I've never suffered with insomnia. Um, normally the opposite applies. And I'm one of those people who like the worse things are the more I'll sleep. I kind of sleep my way out of trauma. Um, oh, and that's I,
1: interesting. I, yeah. I just shut down. It's like a shutdown. Yeah. yeah completely. But, but so there is something interesting and different about how you and I sleep. Because I've noticed that you will send me t- messages late at night. So mm-hmm. I'll often get a message from you at like half past midnight or one o'clock in mm-hmm. the morning mm-hmm. and then I'll reply around six thirty, seven am but then you mm-hmm. won't and reply till, yeah. yeah, and then you won't reply yeah. till, I don't know, nine thirty, ten o'clock. Not to so say when, that's when you get up, but sometimes it is. But when you, when you get into bed, how quickly or slowly do you fall asleep? Well, I don't generally just get into bed. We normally watch something in bed or we have a chat in bed. So okay. it's I don't normally get into bed and then go to sleep. I get into okay. bed, we chill out in bed for like half an hour, an hour, and then I go to sleep. But I, honestly, if I put my little lovely, gorgeous silk eye mask that I got on for my Christmas present, which brings me so much joy, if I put that on, I would fall asleep immediately within yeah, five minutes. I, I fall asleep immediately. And what time do you go to bed
0: on an average night?
1: Uh, about 11 o'clock. Okay. 10.30, we might get into bed. I'd probably go to sleep around quarter past 11, roughly. Okay. And you? Mm-hmm. Between midnight
0: and two. Jesus. Yeah, I know. But do you what? know what? I've always
1: been like that. Aren't you tired? Just, I'm just a night owl. What time do you get up? So I get up about quarter past six, half past six. Wow.
0: I get up at quarter to seven because I have to, but on the weekend, I won't get up till 10.
1: No, the weekends I would get up eight latest. Yeah. Like the the other weekend I woke up at 20 to nine and I jumped out of bed and I thought, oh my God, I don't know what I was panic for because obviously there's nowhere to go and there's nothing to do. (laughs) Yeah. But I really, I felt quite stressed that I'd woken up so late. It just feels like such a waste.
0: Oh, it doesn't to me. It feels restorative.
1: And it is. It absolutely is. what, What do you
0: wear in bed? <laughs> I don't actually know this about you. I suddenly feel like I, I. suddenly feel like I feel like annoyed that I don't already know this about you. Why
1: would like you I, know this about me?
0: Well, I don't. But now I
1: want to know. It's not like we've ever shared a hotel room or anything like yeah, that, but is Yeah, you so see, you that's know. that's sad. I want to know. What do you wear in bed? Generally, I wear a pair of knickers in bed, and that's it. Um, if it's cold, I will put on a t-shirt. I always wear like to wear one of Adam's t-shirts. Um, I don't, I'm not one of these. I have a nice set of pajamas person. I'm not, I'm not that. I don't do that. Okay. You? Yeah. I'm a bit of like a sort of
0: mix it up. My, my, I would say if you looked at me over a year long period, that is the same thing for me, a pair of knickers and one of Ollie's t-shirts. Sometimes just the t-shirt with no knickers sometimes a nighty sometimes just pajama bottoms i mean i i do mix it up sometimes nothing Ooh. at all oh
1: there, yeah, there was it's
0: it's, yeah. it's a it's a it's a mixed bag but there was such a funny thread on um on a facebook group this week about a woman asking does what you wear in bed signify if it's a green red or amber light for your husband <laughs>
1: And all, really? these women, yeah.
0: and all these women said, if I'm naked in bed, he knows it's a green light. And one woman said, if I'm wearing my dressing gown, he knows not to go near me.
1: <laughs> and he probably doesn't want to. If I've got my dressing gown on, Adam's, it's not. Yeah, that's just a red light. I get that. <laughs> it was such a funny thread. I must find it for you. It was, it I've was never, It I've never noticed the pattern
0: with that. It sounds like your bed is quite a sort of... A busy place as in you watch TV, you have a chat.
1: <laughs> I'm not busy. I mean it's a I busy. It's not like Leicester Square or anything like that. It's not there's often two children in there, not to sleep, but we often have they like to have girly time before bedtime. We've now right. got the new puppy, so she gets in there. I um, thought she yes, was not allowed upstairs. Well, I mean, that lasted about three seconds. They often come and clean their teeth in our bathroom. Um, so my daughter is my 12 year old is obsessed with all my skincare stuff. So she's always, you know, fiddling around. So yeah, I guess there is a lot of activity. Okay. What about you? Well, you, you sleep with the dog and an eight year old. Yeah. It's fucking crowded
0: in my bed. Yeah, I've got the, the Spaniel, I've got some nights an eight-year-old who sometimes just takes his reading book and goes upstairs and doesn't even like say, can I sleep in your bed? He just gets in and goes to sleep and he's too big to move down a flight of stairs now. And um, yeah, so sometimes there's him or he'll come up in the middle of the night and the Spaniel and the husband. I mean, I've got, ai have got a super king size bed, but it's, it's a crowded place. It it's is a yeah. bit like Leicester Square. <laughs> a little bit.
1: <laughs> so come on, let's tell me about your week. Let's get on to it. <laughs> Horizon Studios, let's go further. This week, at Sukarnov... Over on My 7 Wonders with Clive Anderson, comedy legend Ian Stone is choosing what he'd put on his list of personal wonders of the world. Along the way, he tells a story of the first time he ever did stand-up, and it wasn't exactly by choice.
0: My friends, who... um... Unbelievably,
1: remained my friends after this. Uh, put me down secretly for the open mic spot. I mean, I went on. I actually, I didn't know what to say. I stood there. I'd never been on a stage before. Well, actually, I'd done a school play once, but I, I was playing. I uh, was some biblical thing. I can't even remember. But um, you where
0: into your I am Joseph. Yeah. Uh, is there room in your in routine? <laughs> Give
1: me my colored coat. Yeah, that didn't work. Meanwhile, these self-care club ladies are keen to figure out why so many women often find themselves saying sorry for just about anything. I think that it is such a fine line between over-apologising unnecessarily and actually standing up and saying, I'm sorry for this, I'm sorry if you've been uncomfortable in any way that's been caused by me. And I think that's a sign of strength, isn't it? To be able to apologise for yourself but not at the cost of your self-esteem. All that and a whole lot more.
0: I haven't got any voice notes for you this week. Do you have voice notes this week? I do, yes. Oh, interesting. Okay, so I'll just tell you. So the first three nights I had this stomach bug that came
1: out of nowhere and just wouldn't (laughs) go away. I thought you were going to say that came out of, and you were going to give (sighs) us the area of the body that it came out of. Go on. I won't share that with you because
0: it wasn't pleasant.
1: Um, but bedtime, bedtime was wore knickers that night. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yes, bedtime was enforced <laughs> on me because I just felt so fucking grim. So the first night of this of this week, I actually went up to bed at seven thirty oh in the God. evening. You must yep. have felt awful. I felt terrible. And then the next night, I went up at nine o'clock, um, and the following night a similar time then once I felt better on the fourth night the old habits started to kick in so we watched a show together downstairs but it was only like quarter past 10 when it finished hold
1: on, were you like doing the bath were you or were you too sick to be sort of implementing no, what, we would, did, what we were I, trying I made, I made dinner put it on
0: the table and then sort of ran away came back tried to eat ran away and then at the end of it I was like oh fuck this I have I have to go to bed
1: Okay. And did you do like the low lighting or is it naturally low lighting in your bedroom? Yeah, it is. I've got blackout curtains and I've also, I'm in the loft.
0: So I've also got Velux blackout blinds but I just I really you know it just wipes you out having a stomach bug so I, I I went to bed I just went to bed and went to sleep um but the fourth night we watched a show I can't remember what we were watching but it finished at ten fifteen, and I was like well that's too early to go to bed so I stayed up to watch more and I sort of decided this week I'm going to be really good and 11 o'clock is going to be my bedtime but what happened was I just must have dropped off and I woke up on the sofa at half past 11. <gasps> I know. So I was that annoyed. Was against all the rules, Lauren Mishcon. No. So the following night I forced myself to go upstairs and get into bed at the appropriate hour, and it just irritated me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This makes me happy. And then oh, late
0: in the week, like night six, I rebelled against you and Myself and (laughs) me. I I love it. By the
1: way, you wanted to do this week. Just say, I binge watched Firefly
0: Lane until... 2 35 a.m
1: what happened to our week what happened to i'm a square what happened to i follow the rules yeah, it was what happened just to one night it was one night it rebellion. wasn't one night because the night before you'd fallen asleep on the couch to 11 30 that was no that was the night good. before that that was the night before that then oh, i was really so good took in myself the to
0: bed but that was bad that was so bad you've, you've yeah. basically failed the week I felt, well, I, I, I did. Well, I feel like the beginning of it was enforced on me because of illness. Then I had a little mistake. Then I was good again. And then were, I just like, you were good really for one bad. day. I was good for three days. I was right. good for three days going to bed at 7.30, 9.00 PM and no, 9.00 PM again. No,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah, no. You are not having that. You were ill. You were not doing a 7.30, 9.30 bedtime because we were doing a week of sleep hygiene. You did it because you were sick.
0: I did all the other rules
1: though. What were they? I didn't,
0: oh, I didn't have my phone with me. I had the lights dim. I, I, was, I was really good. Everything else I did properly. I like spent time washing no my caffeine, face. No, no caffeine, no alcohol. Well, no alcohol because I was not yeah, well.
1: Exactly. So exactly. I did
0: stick by all the rules of good sleep hygiene. apart from going to
1: bed (laughs) liar liar pants on fire you just did not and that's fine but we are not getting off your week until you admit that you did not do the week properly okay I had some lapses (laughs) in my week (laughs) (laughs) I admit tell me about your week now well I'm going to start with a voice note okay this week started out with an almost row with my husband who falls asleep with the television on so I said to him well you're not gonna be able to fall asleep with the tv on because I'm doing a week of sleep hygiene and I need to come off the screens for half an hour first he was very resistant he also by the way doesn't sleep very well so I forced him under duress to turn the tv off Otherwise, I was going to have to sleep in the spare room, which he did. By the way, he slept all night. Um, He's not the best sleeper. And so when I said to him this morning, oh, you slept all night and you didn't fall asleep with the TV on? He said, yeah, I was really tired. So I'm really interested to see how the week goes with his sleep hygiene more than mine. Mm. He's, he's a really bad sleeper and he, there's quite a few on this checklist that, you know, he wakes up in the night, he wakes up very mm. early, he often, wake, yeah. I often wake up in the morning and he is not next to me. He's low. downstairs yeah. working yeah. and I wake up pretty early. Yeah. Um, and when he's very stressed with stuff, he he just really interrupts his sleep. Yeah. All least um, the same. So the fact that he didn't fall asleep with the TV on and he had a full night's sleep, but he wouldn't. Admit it. That was annoying. That um, is annoying. Second night I got into bed. I turned my phone off. I read my book. It was lovely and it felt very nourishing because I did the week properly. Just saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I slept well and it was great. Um, yeah. And then the next morning, Adam told me that Lily Rose, my 10 year old, Got sl- she sometimes sleepwalks and she got into our bed and she slept in our bed. And I didn't, and you didn't know. you not notice. I yeah. didn't know. I had no yeah. idea. So I thought that was extraordinary. I you was were in a proper that- deep sleep. Right. And then this happened. I have a very uncomfortable confession to make. I have cheated the system. I've cheated the week. Lauren's going to be immensely disappointed, but I have to bring the truth here. Um, and I could have lied and told you that I'd done it all perfectly and to the letter but I didn't I fell off the wagon and I can't say I'm ashamed of myself I can't say it has changed my sleep pattern and I feel quite energized today so what does that say about me? The problem, Ooh. the problem was, is that we discovered Unforgotten on Netflix. Hmm. That was the now problem. Now the truth comes out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was so
1: <laughs> naughty. So we prioritized Unforgotten over sleep hygiene. I will admit to be it. Fair, it's a really good show. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely brilliant, and we couldn't stop watching it. Um, and now we are completely back into our all of our bad habits. But there are certain things that I don't do naturally. So I wouldn't drink coffee past 2, 2.30 every day anyway. Mm. I don't really drink much alcohol. I mean, I might on a Friday night have a glass of wine. So there's that. My, my room is pretty dimly lit. Um, I have blackout curtains. I sleep with an eye mask. So What about your phone? What about your phone? That's what I want to know. <sighs> what about my phone? Are you on it in bed? I might be. Right. <laughs> yes i mean I, yeah that's, that's, I, I, look, that's the number one rule i think i i know and it cut that comes back to that comes back to many practices that we do is that we need to get off the phone more and be more present and all of that is that um, a royal way or is that both of us or is that just one of us what, 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 are you, what are you doing? What, what, what are you doing and where are you going with this? I, I'm always scared what? to approach the phone what? subject with you. It's a very I touchy like, subject. I feel like I've been taken down a dark road un, unbeknown to myself and now we're here and I'm not sure where I am. It's like criticizing your third child that doesn't exist. <laughs> No, it's not, you, listen, you can say whatever you like about my relationship, my phone, but the reason I get so uppity about it is because it's not (laughs) bloody true. It's just not bloody true. Except in the week when the rule is, escort
0: your electronic device out of your bedroom, (laughs) do not have blue light. You can just go, Well, I don't. mm, mm, Well, maybe I do have my phone.
1: I do have so, my phone. I sleep yeah. next to my phone. That tells me everything I need to know. Okay. Well, you make of that what you will, whatever. So that was my week. Shall we summarise? Please. <laughs> what have you learnt, Lauren Mishkon?
0: <sighs> I will tell you what I have learnt. Actually, two things I've learned this week. One of them is that there are very few things that are fun about being an adult. But one of the fun things is that you can go to bed when the hell you want. And yeah. I still wish to use my right as an adult to do that. So that's like number one. Number two, I <laughs> lie me. Learned... Yeah. Blimey. And I'm not and I'm not touching that with a barge pole. No. But number two. I learned something. I really learned something new that I did not know about myself, something I'd never heard about before. And it came up when I was doing the research for this show. I have a syndrome, a real syndrome, and it's called revenge bedtime procrastination. It's a real thing. Break it down for us. It describes the decision to delay and sacrifice sleep for leisure time in response to stress or lack of free time earlier in the day. So it's a way to find a few hours of entertainment, even though it results in insufficient sleep. So basically it's called it's called revenge bedtime procrastination because it's a way of getting revenge on your daytime hours, right? Yes. And it yes. was, it, it's a, it was, um, the, the phrase was coined by people in China, but it's kind of gone global and it's gained all this traction because of the stress that's been induced by COVID. But these are the factors, right? That are required to say that you suffer from revenge, bedtime, procrastination. I know I do because I hit all three of them. One, a delay in going to sleep that reduces one's total sleep time. Two, the absence of a valid reason for staying up later than intended. Three, an awareness. Depends, depends what you call a valid reason.
1: I mean, RuPaul's well, Drag you, Race is fairly valid. Obviously, that's not a valid reason. <laughs> a valid
0: reason would be an external event, like I had to go and take someone to hospital at midnight or an
1: underlying illness. And the third Why is one is- Why it going to be so dramatic? Or I need to go and pick up my 17-year-old son from the station. You know that well. That would be an external event, yes. Why has someone always got to be in
0: hospital? I don't know. I spend a lot of time in hospital. Yes, okay. it's my job. Go on, go on. An awareness that delaying one's bedtime could lead to negative consequences. So there's Ooh, two forms. Yeah. So there's two forms of it. So one is called bedtime procrastination, and that's delaying the act of getting into bed. And another one, which I don't have, is delaying the time of trying to fall asleep once in bed, and that is called whilst in bed procrastination.
1: I definitely have that. Yes, you do. You absolutely do. Yes. Is, I, is it about you having to carve out your own time late at yes. night? Yes. 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 And it feels definitely. a little bit rebellious. Yeah. I mean, this is how rebellious our life gets.
0: I mean, they do say that some people do this if they are procrastinators in their everyday life which isn't me
1: no you're not Um, a procrastinator
0: also they think that people who have an evening chronotype which is basically a night owl and then they 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 are forced to be early birds which I am because I have to get up for the school run they also do it um like as in an attempt to find recovery time and women and students are the most likely people to engage in this um yeah so that that is what I so that is what
1: you learned.
0: What did I, you learn?
1: Well, I learned that, that I'm a really good sleeper and but I'm you really, knew really that already. And I'm really uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I've finished my fucking sentence. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I learned that I'm a really good sleeper and I'm really grateful for it and I don't need these tools to help me to sleep. That is not to say that I think they are, I think they are incredibly valuable to people that don't sleep very well, but I don't need them. And I feel very lucky for that. Yes.
0: Oh, Blondina is, is our right? producer, it is. A Blondina producer is saying that she is also a, a revenge bedtime procrastinator.
1: And for the same reasons. Oh, I think I've got FOMO now.
0: I think it's really, really common, but I feel so happy that I've got like a proper label for it now. Yeah. But I can tell you that I remember being 13, 14 and being on the landline to my friend, Catherine, with both of us watching Prisoner Cell Block H. For people who are too young to know that it was the 1980s version of Orange is the New Black, but set in Australia. (laughs) And We would be watching that at half one, quarter to two, half past two on a school night. So this is, and she's the same, but we, I've always been like this. But didn't your mum
1: tell you to go to bed? My mum was asleep. I,
0: I'd sneak down and turn the TV on.
1: Oh, You're not that much of a a rule. You're quite a rule breaker. That's what I've learned this week. You're a rule breaker. I'm not. I wish I was. You are. You broke the rules this week. I'm delighted you did. (laughs) But you did. (laughs) To <laughs> admit that. I've also learned that you find it totally... hard to admit that you break the rules. I That's totally break learned. the rules on two nights. Totally break the rules. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I feel unhappy with that, but I'll take it. Will you continue
0: to use it? No, I reserve my right to have late nights because I'm a grown up and I'll go to bed when I want. <laughs> but, but, but when I have to get up for the school run, which is every day, Monday to Friday, I am very much trying to go to bed around, well, definitely by midnight so that I know I have seven hours sleep. Nice. And that's fine. As long as I have seven good hours, I'm
1: all right. Okay. Will you carry on? Mm, No, but only because I'm a good sleeper. If I was a bad sleeper, yes, I would. Mm. So I would encourage someone who is a bad sleeper to really try this because it- Oh yeah, I would too. Yeah. We we both have that in
0: common. We are naturally very blessed to be very very Thank good God. solid sleepers. Yeah, I'm I am immensely grateful because I know people who have insomnia, and it's just it's just it's so devastating on so many other aspects of your life. So I am very grateful for it. Would you recommend it to your clients? Yeah, it's it's fundamental. It's fundamental. You can't really cope with anything. And also, who are the most sleep deprived people in the world? Well, mothers of new babies.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. 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 So I say to them, please, please, please sleep when baby sleeps. And I know it sounds so trite and such a cliche, but it's so tempting to just put that wash on or get something out the freezer. But for God's sake, if that baby's having a nap for an hour, please have a nap because your night is going to be broken. And, y- you know, it's great to do that.
1: Hear, hear. Couldn't agree with that more. Well, is it coming in the club? I, it cannot not come in the club. I mean, we could even
0: have like those weird sleep pods. A couple of those oh, on the back, if people fancy a nap, because
1: oh, I love a nap. Please can I we know. have those? Oh my yeah, god, we've we can got have to have as many those. as you like. Our club yeah. is taking on a lovely shape, isn't it? And do you, and do you know what? It can also in the
0: pod there'll be like a free silk sleep mask which you can take home with you.
1: Oh, <gasps> oh, branded it will be branded with Self Care Club on it. Oh my god, I that just brings me so much joy. I am so in love with our club. I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't wait for lockdown to end. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We will be back on Friday with our epilogue show on more about sleep. And if you like what we do here, please send us an email, hello at selfcareclub.co.uk, because we love to hear from you. Any questions that you want us to attempt to answer or anything that you want to share with us about your own self-care practice, we'd love to hear from you or come and see us at Instagram at selfcareclubpod. See you Friday and thanks for listening.